Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So it's uh, all for play for still? I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hello, Aston Villa fans, and welcome to Further Love of Paul McGrath Podcast. And as we've seen today, and as you'll know by the by the name of this podcast, that Aston Villa have signed Lino Souza from uh, Arsenal. And I'm not going to come here and I'm not going to sit here and say, yeah, I've watched a load of his games. I've watched all of his 28 games in the Premier League, Division 1, Division 2, uh, the Premier League 2, Division 1 and Division 2, and tell you exactly what I know about him, because I don't. Uh, but have co-opted the help of the wonderful Bill, Will from um, Hayland Productions and uh, he's going to come on and chat to us today. Will, thank you so much for your time. Of course, happy to be here. Happy to uh, chat Lino Sousa. Might be the last time I get to do that. Yeah, well, it looks like uh, it looks like you might you might have uh, some some requests for some Plymouth Argyle fans because it looks like he's going to be signed and sent straight out to Plymouth Argyle, who Aston Villa seem to have a really really good um, relationship with. But that's a podcast for another day, I think, on that one. But talk to me, Will. Talk to me about uh, Lino Sousa and 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 tell us a small bit about him. Obviously, a lot of Villa fans have been scrambling for information from him about him, knowing he played at West Brom at some stage. But tell us a small bit more about him and what you've seen at him in Arsenal. Definitely. So Arsenal signed him a couple of years ago in January from West Brom, and he was just an athletic freak. He was already playing as a 16-year-old in the Premier League 2 and the under-23 side for West Brom. Of course, that was back when the Premier League 2 was an under-23 league. Now it's an under-21 league. But at 16 years old, playing under-23s, that's not normal no matter what club you're playing for. Um, And that was really mostly because he was faster and stronger than almost anyone on the pitch. He was going up and down the wings, very good in duels, had an excellent cross on him. And Arteta and Arsenal saw him, liked what they saw, and thought, not only do we like him to play the traditional left-back role, but we'd like to bring him in and teach him how to play the inverted left-back role. And so he has spent the better part of the last two years inverting nearly every single time, both for Arsenal, and he's a regular for the England under-19 side. And when I've seen him play for them, he's done the same. He's excellent in the half spaces. He has a deadly cross from that that position. He can score a goal. He really is everything that a modern fullback needs to be, but also knows how to play that traditional role. He's a solid defender in 1v1s. He's not going to get easily taken on. And I I just think it's rare to find a fullback with all of these compliments together at such a young age. I mean, he only just turned 19 this month. Mm. So it's it's a big coup for Aston Villa. And it's funny because there's been no mention of any fee or anything like that at, at, at this moment in time. And usually, you know, you, you get a fee in, in an instance like that. But um, for somebody who hasn't made their debut for Arsenal, you'd wonder what's, you know, what, what that's likely to be. And specifically, you know, you you see, um, oh, his name escapes me. Was it a, they had a left back, Arsenal left back that they let go back to La Liga last year. Was it Lopez? Uh, Kieran uh, Tierney. Oh, Joel Lopez. Yeah. So Joel Lopez, Lopez left because yeah. they brought in Lino Sousa. 
because you brought in Lina Sousa and then that yeah. was supposed to prot- potentially open the gateway. With, with, and you mentioned with Kieran Tierney leaving, it, me- it went, meant to open the gateway for somebody like Alina uh, Sousa to maybe make his way onto the bench. But that never really happened this season. Do you, do you think it's more so to do with maybe an Arteta? Um, what, what, maybe it's because Arteta just is really just focused on winning the league and is is not interested in giving any any, any minutes to, to to young players at the moment. Or is it a case that Arsenal are just really well stocked there with the likes of uh, Zinchenko and and, and Tomiyasu and, and all that that's able to play there? Yeah, I mean, I think it's more so the first thing you said. I think we're kind of gone a step quicker in the process than we wanted to last year. I think we were challenging for a title and that no one thought we were going to be challenging for. And I think anyone who's watched our Arsenal under Arteta knows that that inverted fullback role is maybe the most important role on the pitch. Mm. And you're that's like Zinchenko has the most touches of any player on the pitch when he plays. He has the most completed passes. When he's at his best, he's dictating the entire tempo of the game. And so, I therefore, I think it's hard for Arteta at this point with Arsenal's expectations and where we are mm. to, to trust a young left back who, you know, hasn't even ever attempted to play this role at the senior level. I mean, there's a lot of risk that comes with playing as an inverted fullback because not only are you trying to dictate the tempo, you're trying to, you know, have you have to have a wide range of passing, but also if you make a mistake, not only are you making a mistake in the middle of the park in, in a place where the other team's going to be able to transition, but you're also already out of position. You're already mm. a long ways from home when where you need to be to be sound defensively. And oftentimes, Zinchenko gets a lot of crap for this. We see it. Like anytime Arsenal, you know, give up a goal, Zinchenko is usually the one that people blame. And it's because he's covering so much space. And Arteta doesn't mind that. He, he doesn't mind that and an established senior player. But I think you could find your confidence get rocked as a young player come in for one match, try to play the inverted left back role. Uh, and, you know, things happen. Mm. And has he, has, has he solely been in that inverted role or, or, or has he been able to play in a more traditional left-back role as well? Because I think there's a lot with regards to Unai Emery. You know, Unai Emery likes his full-back sometimes to tuck in as an extra centre-back. I'm liking the fact that he's six foot one. We've also signed a right-back that's six foot, just over six foot in the Delkovic. And I'm thinking that Aston Villa might have um, ambitions on playing four hulking defenders somewhere down the line whereby athletic but hulking defenders whereby people can 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 tuck in and play that uh that third center half if the other side wants to move forward but is that something that uh that Nino Sosa has has done before is it something that you think you'd be comfortable with I think it's something he'd definitely be comfortable with he's played a couple of matches at center back just when we've had needs um at the youth level just because either center backs are out on loan or injuries or whatever i've seen him do it for uh england's under 19s they'll play a three at the back and he'll play that left center back role as you mentioned he's quite tall for a fullback uh mm-hmm. he actually has grown quite a bit since he came to arsenal and yes i think that's why unai emery identified this player as such a potential special talent he can really be a swiss army knife uh, of a left back and he's People forget he is wants to be a bomber. He wants to be up and down the wings. He wants to be Lucas Digne swinging in first-time crosses with a lot of pace. He hits his crosses hard, and they're accurate. Uh, and I think he got away from that at Hale End over the last couple of years. But if you watch the tape, you know that that's where he wants to be, I think, long-term. And if anything, you've gotten a player who's gotten two years of practice in technical security in the middle of the park who can just add that to his game amongst the other things that Emery might ask him to do. 
Yeah, and it's. I, I think. I think as well. A lot of the you mentioned Lucas Dean there um, a moment ago. A lot of rumors rife that he's probably going to join the Saudi league, or he nearly joined the Saudi league at the start of this season. Obviously, he's not going to go anywhere in January with him being injured, and I don't think Villa would sell. But I suppose future planning within to the summer where Dean is getting in there, getting up there, 31, 32 years of age, and has massive wages at Aston Villa. The picture that you paint with regards to that type of player that can that can swing in across is quite appealing. And the reason I say that because our current left back at the moment, uh, Alex Moreno, is really a different type of left back. He gets to the byline, he tries to carry the ball into the area. And even last night in, in that 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 three one loss to Newcastle, you know, when he was tasked with crossing the ball in, just wasn't the same as it was with Luca Dean. So um, it's it's one of those ones that I think that uh, if this guy if what you say here comes to fruition then Gaston Villa fans will be really 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 happy you mentioned that he's kind of a physical freak from the point of view of his um his uh I suppose strength speed uh profile and stuff like that um is that something that Arsenal look for in a young player or or was it something that he just exuded when you watched him playing? Like, like, is it common with a lot of with a lot of Arsenal players or is he just naturally what I'm trying to say here is has he been built into this by the Arsenal system or is this a natural thing, do you think? So it's a natural thing for him. Actually, over the past two or three seasons, maybe going back even more, uh, the Arsenal has really focused the academy on bringing in uh, defenders who have better physical traits. I think if you think about Hale Land and the classic player that comes from the academy in Arsenal's history, that isn't what you think. We don't have a whole history of defenders coming through and making it at any level of senior football. Uh, and over the last four or five years, I think there's been a big, big turn in the scouting towards reaching more players like that. We have a lot of players in like Zayn Mon-Louis uh, is another one mm. who is just a physical freak and he's learned how to be very secure on the ball. And, and those two things are really what we're looking for in defenders. Ruel Walters is another one. And I think Sousa was just an opportunity where we saw a player who was too good for the academy he was in, who was clearly a step amongst the rest, who was able to play far above his age group and thought, you know, let's go out and sign this player. They're, I mean, they're going to make a profit. You mentioned there's no fee necessarily associated with it yet. I've seen some random numbers that I think are just fake thrown out uh, there, but I'll be interested to see what it ends up occurring. And I think there's, it's key to, to remember for Aston Villa fans, especially that like, there's no guarantee with Lino Sousa as there isn't with any Academy player. Uh, and he has a lot of excellent skills and he's actually got a great mentality from what I've heard. Uh, Arteta even there's an article, interesting article about Arteta inviting him for dinner one night um, and to tell him that he's going to teach him this inverted left back role. Uh, and so I think there's a lot to be liked about that and the prospect of that. But let's see how he gets on at Plymouth the rest of this year. And and maybe he will be an Aston Villa first teamer next year. That's interesting. You've you've caught uh, you've kind of uh, uh, thought of my next question. My next question was going to be what what is he like from a mentality point of view? And and it. It's kind of sad that we kind of have to ask that question about an 18, 19 year old uh, kids nowadays because, uh, and I can say that considering I'm twice their age, but it is, uh, <laughs> it is, uh, uh, you know, at times you have to ask that, you know, are there any big time charity traits or, or, or instances with, with regards to him? But the fact these guys head screwed on very much fits in with a new Emery, Emery mentality. You know, he doesn't tend to sign people who are, uh, are outwardly disruptive or, um, selfish type players even if they are in the youths you, you, coming from a youth squad so so that's really really interesting and I, and I like that you've mentioned mentioned that as well because as I say Unai Emery is a system manager 
uh, in a lot of ways, he's a he's a teacher, he's a professor, he's been at Arsenal, albeit that their paths didn't cross when um, when uh, Lina Sosa was there. Uh, but it's it, I think what you're painting is the picture of Aston Villa knowing him from the time that Mark Harrison was at West Brom once again, bringing in somebody else that he knew knows from his time there, um, fitting them into assist. It, actually, do you know what? It, must just, it just goes to show, Mark Harrison must have done an absolutely outstanding job at West Brom. Yeah, because he must Every have. second player we bring in has a West Brom heritage in some way, some way, shape or form. But he is bringing him into Aston Villa and he, he's, uh, he obviously knows something about him. Unai Emery knows the, knows the traits that he can bring or likes what he, what, what the potential he has there. And you mentioned that you heard a couple of numbers thrown out. What, what have you, I haven't even... I saw I the one report that I've seen in a couple places was 4 million pounds that could rise to 12 million pounds but again i this is nothing that's too verified mm. i mean that sounds probably about right my guess would have been two million pounds that is like the upfront um and then it depends on senior appearances or whatever and then i'm sure there's my best guess would be it's closer to two million pounds and then there's either a sell-on clause or matching rights or something like that mm. um i think that's arsenal's plan we did that with bradley ibrahim another youth player we sold yesterday um yeah, added sell on 25 sell-on clause and matching rights so i think the way our Arsenal's going about this is these players probably aren't going to be ready to play soon enough and we don't want to stunt their development. If they do turn into the stars that we think they can be, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll be back for them. Exactly. And Villa, I think a lot of Premier League's, League teams are doing that. Villa doing it with Cameron, with, um, Cameron Archer and doing it yep. with Aaron Ramsey as well. Um, albeit players that had a bit more, well, had a lot more first team football at senior level be under their belt at similar right. ages. Well, Aaron Ramsey had, it was a similar age, but obviously, you know, as you mentioned, playing a specific defensive role in a first team can be difficult, uh, more difficult than maybe playing in an attacking role whereby you get to take a chance. And if you do make a blunder, you're so far up the pitch that it doesn't really make it, you know, it's not catastrophic from that point right. of view. So, so really, really interesting. Talk to me a small little bit about, and, and kind of coming slightly off topic here, but the Arsenal Academy, you mentioned there, you know, um, there's been some, re- there's some really good names in there at the moment. There's a lot of hype. There's a lot of talk about um about arsenal players like we spoke off off camera about charlie patino on loan at the moment but arsenal don't tend to send players out on loan at all and and it's something i've always remarked on i've like the likes of reese nelson the likes of um like you could go on you could talk about more players that are there they don't tend to do the whole loan thing and for me it's it's always been strange but talk to me about that the, the kind of youth setup as a whole at arsenal and maybe what your feelings are on it Definitely. I think historically, you're right. Arsenal have not been great in the loan market. And as of late, they haven't been. A couple of years ago, they got really, really aggressive uh, in the loan market. And I think they didn't actually identify places that made sense versus trying to really get aggressive in the market. They kind of took the Chelsea model, I think, which is send everyone out and hopefully two or three have good seasons and you make some profit and we move from there. Um, And then I think they kind of pulled back the last 18 months on that a little bit. Uh, and have decided to focus on trying to find the right places, the right fits. Uh, and there's only so much you can do. Like, for example, Charlie Patino now has gone on loan back-to-back seasons, and the manager that he was sent on loan to play under has been fired before December in both situations. So what are you going to do, right? Like, that's that's a tough situation. You can identify, like, he had a really good start to the year, and now under the new manager, he's both struggled and, and lacked for game time. Uh, they just swapped uh, loan managers uh, mm. uh, Napper just took over at Norwich as technical director, uh, Sam Hayball is a new loan director, but you know, they, he's got 24 hours, I think at this point to make some serious moves in the loan market, or we're going to lose more players. I expect Arsenal's Academy to have to sell one or two more players before tomorrow. 
I just think that they want to become a player in the academy market, the way City and Chelsea are, where you're getting absurd fees for guys who've never made an appearance for your club. Yeah. Uh, and I think the best way towards that is to start getting players off the books and see them have good experience in Europe, right? If Lino Sousa next year is incredible, that just shows that his value is there, whether or not he has played. And I've seen a lot of discourse on Twitter in the last 24 hours about, oh, if Sousa had played five minutes at the end of that Champions League match or five minutes, like his yeah, fee would have been or something. Yeah. Right. His, his fee would have been way higher. And it's like, well, no, that's not how scouts aren't looking for five minutes at the end of a senior football game. They're watching a player play countless times before they're making a decision on him. So I think at the end of the day, yes, a loan, a loan period is a great way to inflate value, but also selling players who then do well in the rest of Europe and top leagues is another way to inflate value of other players in your academy. And I think that's as much as Arsenal should enter the loan market a little more. I think this is a strategy they're going to try and, and employ in the next 18 months. And it opens up the doorway to something we won't talk too much on as well, but that dreaded financial fair play conversation about people selling their youth players because of the, the, the term that is beginning to grate in me that's dubbed 100% profit, um, which is beginning a pure profit. Sorry, that's what it is. Pure profit. And I'm like, oh, it's beginning to scratch the inside of my eyeballs when I hear it now <laughs> because there is no such thing as pure profit. But anyway, no. we, we this isn't the podcast we're here to talk about. Um, Will, I want to say thank you so much for your time today. You jumped on at, at, uh, in a very short notice. Um, as I say, I don't know. I, I didn't know, know a lot about Lino Sosa uh, prior to that. Um, I haven't had a chance to sit down and watch it, watch a good chunk of him on my scout. I will do that this evening. But um, I'm delighted to have your opinion on him, somebody who's watched an awful lot of him and watched an awful lot of the Arsenal Academy. And to be honest with you guys, anybody who's watching this, if you need to know anything about the Arsenal Academy, Hayland, uh, away the Hayland and Hayland Productions are the place to go if you do wish to to, to learn more about um, about academy football specifically. I've the, the red North London variety. <laughs> that's the that's your place to go. But Will, I really appreciate your time and thank you so, so much. And uh, I kind of wish you well for the rest of the season, but <laughs> not too much well. Just, you yeah. know... Don't don't beat us again this year. Don't don't do anything like that. Let us beat you guys. But if you want to finish the top ahead of us, that's okay. As long as we finish Champions League, I'm all I'm all good with that. I'm all good it's with look, that. I've it's given up our hopes of winning the league. I've given up our hopes of winning the league right now, but still haven't <laughs> given up hopes of getting Champions League. And I think that we will. But uh, just do us do us a favor. Do us a favor there and beat beat everyone below us, and then let us beat you guys. Then I'll as long it. as you guys beat Tottenham, that's fine with me. Okay, deal. Deal. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> and I think Spurs are losing as we speak right now. Yeah, so they are. I, I'd love to see it. I'm gonna go and catch the end of that, and I'm sure you can revel in the delight of that one nil win uh, of that that game. So if, if it stays the same way it is, but we'll thank you so much for your time, and thank you so much to everybody for watching and for listening. We will be back, myself and Paddy, tomorrow with a preview show, and that will be the go the go home show before our massive, massive podcast with the wonderful man himself, Paul McGrath, on Saturday in. Uh, live in Limerick and all tickets I think at this stage are sold out all 254 tickets are sold out so we are looking forward to a raucous day on Saturday um, and uh, I'm beginning to smile already so thanks so much for everybody for your support but as I say we will be back tomorrow in the meantime everyone once again thanks to Will and thanks to everybody for watching stay safe stay healthy and all that's left to say is up the villa Podcast Network.